The following shear has been presented by Rav Shmuel Benyamin Honigwax, Dayan at the Base Havad, and has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. This volume has been distributed by Rabbi Yehuda and Chayarelis, Le'ilui Nishmas, Matasyo Yoinison Ben Yisrael Leib, Zechroin Levracha, and his wife, Miriam Chana Bas Yosef Yeshua, Aleh HaShalom. May the Torah studied through this volume be an everlasting zechus for their neshamas. The Gemara in Yevamah's Daflamadalad says the Gevaldi Gazach. The Gemara is trying to understand how it's possible for the Isser of Nida to be chal at the same time as the Isser Eishasish, Achisisha, Eishasach. Because the Gemara asked that if you were Makadish, the woman, before she became a Nida, so then the Isser of Eishasish and Eishasach. Ach and Achisisha came first, and if she became a Nida first before the Kedushin, then Avada the Nida would be first, and uh, all these Surim which happened because of the Kedushin would come second, and we would not be able to say that these Isurim are chal at the same time in order for the two Isurim to coincide and be able to be chayev on both Isurim simultaneously. So the Gemara answers that we're talking in a situation where the boys and the girls both turned um, bar and bas mitzvah at the, at, at the same second. And therefore, all these surim are chal on them as soon as they become bar mitzvah. So, a friend of mine, Hagoyin Rabbi Yankov Kalatsky, asked me a murder to Kashaiwa. We know the Gemara says in Nida that when we discuss who's considered a man, an ish, with regards to Einshim of the Torah, it doesn't all depend on how old a person is. There's another criteria which has to be fulfilled, and that is bringing Shtei Cyrus. The boy ha- has, or the girl, ha- have to grow their uh, two pubic hairs before they're considered Chayiv for Einshim and Torah. So Mamela, the Gemara's Teretz is a power. Rashi says, it's talking that they turned... 13 and 12 at the same, on the same day and the year begins with the with sunset or nightfall which obviously happens simultaneously for the boys and the girls and therefore all these surim are chal at the same time so how is it possible that the boys and the girls became at the same time since it's impossible to be metzamtzim and to say that the hairs grew at the same time, at the same second, on the boys and the girls. So I was thinking, I'll pee a halacha that's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch brings down that, let's say a person said Eidos after he turned 13, but we hadn't checked him yet to see if he has Shtei Cyrus. We hadn't checked him yet to see if he has the hairs. So the Shulchan Aruch says like this, if later on he's checked, and, he's, uh, and we discover that he does have the hairs. And the Gemara Nida says that in order for a person to be considered Chayiv, Abnei Einshem, you need two criteria. First of all, that they turn 13. Second of all, that they grew hairs after they turned 13. Had the hairs grown before they turned 13, the Gemara says, these hairs would not be considered a simon of Godless. These hairs would not be able to make a person Chayiv Einshem. But rather, they will be considered a shuma, a false simon, a simon which is like um, it's it's a false growth which doesn't prove godless. 
So if the hairs grew any time before the, the, the children turned 13, they were not, those hairs would not be enough to consider the children G'daylum after they turned 13. So therefore, we have to say that the hairs grew after they turned 13. And how is it possible to say that the hairs grew on the boys and the girls at the same time? This was the question that my friend asked me. So I told him that Lechayri could answer this question according to Allah, which is brought down in Shulchan Aruch and Hilchus Eidus. The Shulchan Aruch says that a person's Eidus is not considered a valid Eidus. The testimony is not a good testimony until he's a Gadol. Until he's 13 and he has the hair. It's just like everywhere else in the Torah, a person is not considered a Gadol until we have these two criteria. And the Shulchan Aruch says that let's say a person said Eidus after he turned 13, but he hadn't been checked yet to see whether or not the hairs were extant on his body. So, the halacha is that even though at the time, obviously, we can't accept the edus, but let's say the, the child was checked afterwards and was found to have these hairs, then we would assume that the testimony that he had given us originally, after he turned 13, before he had been checked, is a valid testimony. And the reason, the sh- the reason given for this is because since but Derek Klal, the majority of cases, once a child is 13, he's going to grow the hairs pretty soon. So therefore we consider this, we consider this to be a roiv. Not a roiv which works with the rice of the Derek Klal, but it's, it, it, there is, it's, uh, it's more likely that the child already grew the hairs once he turned 13. And therefore, even though if he hadn't been checked, we would not assume that he has the hairs as far as the rice of the Kadinam are concerned. And we would only assume that he's a godl as far as Darbon and the Kadinam are concerned. But that's only until he's checked. Once he's checked and found to have the hairs, then we can assume that he, he, he had already grown the hairs from the time that he was 13, even with regard to Mitzvah's Dairais. This is the Allah that the Shulchan Aruch says in Al-Khasaitis. So therefore... In this case, L'chayr the Kasha would not be shver. Why? Because even though, obviously, it's unlikely that the two children grew the hairs at the same time, however, halakhically, we would be obligated to assume that that's what happened if they're checked afterwards and found to have the hairs. In other words, if these children, for, uh, let's say, were checked um, a few hours into the time that they were 13, and both of these children were found to have these hairs, so then we would assume halakhically, even as far as the Raisa Dekadinam are concerned, that the hairs had already been there from the second that they turned 13. Therefore, it will be considered that all these surim were chal at the same time. So, obviously, uh, we were <laughs> a little bit hesitant to say such a tarot. It seemed a little bit far-fetched because even though this is a, a mechanism we use halakhically, but to say that when the only way we could be mechaiv somebody is if we assume 100% that these hairs were, happened at, at exactly the same moment, we felt that it was a little bit unlikely to say that the halacha would say that they happened at the same moment. In other words, if we have a question when they happened, so then you could hear that since we can't assign any specific time for them, and we don't know when they came about, so we would assume that they, they grew right away when the child turned 13. But to say with, with, with confidence that the hairs on the boys and the girls grew at exactly the same time, that l'chayra is a shtickle hard to say. It's not so easy to say such a thing. But the Maisa, the Ritva Taka says it over here in the Sugi. The Ritva brings down Rashi's shot. And the Ritva asks the Kasha that I said over. And the Ritva Taka answers this Teretz 
that when they're found later to have the ears, we assume that the hairs grew on both the children at exactly the same second. Another interesting point I'd like to mention on this blot is as follows. The Gemara says, a person could eat uh, one uh, one kazayis of food and bichayi four chatois and one asham. And Rameir says that I can add another fifth chatos. That, uh, that, for example, if he ate it on Shabbos and he was carrying it out into Rosh Hashanah from inside of a house when he was eating it. So Taisus says that. Taisus explains what does this have to do with eating? The other isurim have to do with eating. Chelav noisar. All the other isurim that the Gemara mentions are isurim which are which are associated with the action of eating. But the chiyuv on carrying on, on Shabbos, what does that have to do with eating? If a person would carry in his hand, uh, he would also be chayiv. So what's the difference? Between he's carrying in his mouth or he's carrying in his hand. The point is he's carrying, not that he's eating. So Taisus says a geval de gazach. Taisus brings down a Gemara on Shabbos that the halacha is on Shabbos that the only time you're chayiv for carrying is if you carry out of Rosh Hashayachet into Rosh Hashayachet or you carry Dalad Amos in Rosh Hashayachet but then after you finish carrying you have to put it down you have to do a Hanacha you have to put it down in a stable place where the item can remain so if a person would continue carrying and never put it down he could walk back and forth from Rosh Hashayachet to Rosh Hashayachet many times and not be chayiv any chatos so the Gemara says so let's say a person carries out some ink on Shabbos and he writes it while he's walking so even though generally while you're walking it's not considered hanacha, but when you write when you, when you apply the letters to the paper and they're supposed to remain there forever the halacha is that it is considered hanacha. and Taisus says Taisus compares that to our case just like when you write and you put the ink on the paper and it's going to remain there forever that's considered hanacha, even though you're walking so too if a person is walking and eating at the same time when he swallows the food that's considered hanacha, because since the food will now remain in his body forever so therefore that's considered hanacha, even though he continues to walk so therefore Taisa says the chiv of Shabbos also comes because of the eating because of the swallowing because had he not swallowed the food it would not be considered hanacha. Now, I always wondered, I don't know, I haven't seen anyone talk about this, but it's uh, very negay on Shabbos, a lot of times a person's walking in the street, and he could forget himself, and let's say he's wearing a hat, or some other article of clothing, pick it up off of his head while he's walking, and put it down after he had already walked four Amos. So obviously this is something that we're not allowed to do. Even if it's not considered Akira, and it's not considered Hanacha because the person is walking the whole time, still, obviously, it's usher to do like the Gemara says in Shabbos, that it's even usher to pick an item off of an animal which is walking and put it down on the animal while the animal is walking, unless we have a certain dispensation, Chazal give us, if, if, if a big monetary loss would be incurred. For example, if a person finds himself you know, outside of his uh, home, as Shabbos comes and he has valuable articles with him, the Allah is, Chazal gave him dispensation to be able to do such a thing. But, uh, generally, obviously, you're not allowed to do that. But uh, my question was, would a person be chayiv what's, what's the question? The question is that since, what, before a person lifts his hat off of his head, for example, the hat is not considered a separate item that he's carrying, but rather the hat is considered subordinate to his body. In other words, the hat is, is because he's wearing it, it's considered part of his body. It's not considered that he's carrying it. And after he puts it back on, 
it's also considered bottled to his body. So maybe we could say that it's similar to this halacha of swallowing the food or writing the ink on the paper, where even though the person is continuing to walk and he hasn't come to a stop, it's still considered a hanacha because of the fact that the ink or the food is bottled and will remain here forever. So even though the hat's not going to remain here forever, but since there's another halachic vehicle which, which uh, causes us to look at the hat as being bottled to the place where it is, because of the fact that it's a clothing that he's wearing, and therefore it's bottled to his body, so maybe that also would be considered anacha because of this Gemara. Now the Lashon of Taisis and Shabbos, in uh, two places, and the Lashon of the Ritzvah in Shabbos on that pay, is mashma that uh, putting a hat on your head would not be considered anacha because the, the Lashon that they say is, since it's going to remain there forever. The, he's putting there, Adaita Shushar Lasham Lo'ilam. So in Mela, it's, it's, it's not clear, but uh, you could say that maybe even though it's not remain, over there it has to remain there forever because otherwise it will not be considered bottle at all. Mashenkin over here, since it's a malbush, the person is wearing and it's automatically bottle because of the fact that it's clothing, so even without the das of remaining forever, it would still be considered a nacha. Whatever it is, it's better not to do it, and therefore... A uh, person certainly shouldn't do it, but it's interesting to know whether or not a person will be chayv achatas on such a thing. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at the